Hey everyone and welcome back to Crypto Whiteboard 101, the series in which I answer your most important questions about cryptocurrency in five minutes or less. And in today's video, we're answering the question, what is self-custody? Or perhaps a better way of saying this is we're going to be taking a look at the different ways of storing your cryptocurrency. So the first thing that we want to talk about is this definition of custody. Now, it's important to understand that custody is really referring to two things. Things, who owns the asset and who is storing or safekeeping that asset. So if we think about traditional financial assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, even very large bank deposits, more than likely you don't have a stock certificate for Coca-Cola or a million dollars of cash hiding under your bed. It's possible, but most people don't necessarily do that. Instead, what they will do is they will take these assets and they will give them to their bank, their financial institution for safekeeping, right? They still obviously own the assets, but this financial institution takes care of holding on to them and basically managing them, safekeeping them on a day-to-day -day basis. The same is true in the cryptocurrency world. So if we think of cryptocurrency exchanges such as um, Binance or KuCoin or Kraken or Coinbase, whatever the case may be, these various exchanges can be thought of as custodians. So just as a bank would hold on to our deposits or a financial institution would hold on to our shares in a company, a cryptocurrency custodian is going to hold on to your cryptocurrency for you. Now, obviously you are still going to own that cryptocurrency, but they are safe keeping it for you. Now, this is different from self-custody. To think of self-custody, we want to think of something like the cash in our wallet, right? It's obviously an asset that we own, but the difference here is that instead of giving it to someone else, we are holding on to that asset ourselves. So we've got that cash, it's in our wallet, and you could think of other assets that you self-custody, such as your computer, your car, um, even just various items around your house. If you own it, and you're also holding on to it, you're the one that's responsible for its safekeeping, you are doing self-custody. The same is true of cryptocurrency. Instead of sending my cryptocurrency to Coinbase or Kraken, let's suppose that I put it on a cryptocurrency wallet in my cell phone, such as MetaMask or Trust Wallet, or that I have a Trezor or a Ledger. That is referred to as self-custody. Now, you're probably thinking at this point, okay, I own the asset in both situations, so what's the difference if I own it? The difference is really what different features it's giving you. So self-custody, and I'm speaking in very broad, very general terms here. Self-custody, generally speaking, gives you a more responsibility, but also more freedom. I'll give you an example here. Let's think of the cash in your wallet. Whenever you want, day or night, you can go to the store. Whatever cash you have in your wallet, you can spend it at the store, right? You don't have to go through any checks. You don't have to have someone watch you and approve your transaction. You take your wallet, you take your cash, you get what you want, right? The same thing with cryptocurrency that's in your MetaMask or other wallet that you personally control, right? You take that cryptocurrency, you can spend it, you can put it in a decentralized lending protocol with very little oversight, right? Now you're probably thinking, hey, this is pretty good. This is pretty awesome. The downside of self-custody is that there are less safeguards for you. So if you've got your cryptocurrency on your cell phone and your cell phone gets destroyed, right? If you didn't back that up, if you didn't um, go through the safety steps to make sure you can recover those funds, they are gone forever. That has personally happened to me before and it is not a fun experience. So you get a little bit more responsibility, you get a little bit more freedom, but 
there's less safeguards for you. On the flip side, storing your cryptocurrency at something like a Coinbase or a Binance, you do have more limitations, right? So sometimes exchanges will say, hey, if you want to use our exchange, you've got to give us your driver's license, your passport. Um, even though it's your, your crypto, you can only withdraw a certain amount per day, right? So they can place various restrictions on you. Now, again, it's important to realize each exchange can be different, but in general, they will have restrictions on you. And Here's the flip side though, they do sometimes offer more safeguards. So if I get locked out of my Coinbase account, right, I can go through and request a password reset. If the exchange gets hacked, right, they may have some kind of insurance program for my cryptocurrency. So at the end of the day, it's important to figure out what works best for you. Obviously not giving any kind of financial advice here. This is merely educational to help you understand the differences between self-custody of your crypto and giving it to a custodian for safekeeping. So as always, I'd like to thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed the video and I will see you next time.